My name is Rick Renner, and I'm in the Judean wilderness, not too far from the River Jordan, where Jesus was baptized in water, and then he was baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us both in Matthew and Luke that when Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit, he was immediately led by the Spirit into this very wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Mark's gospel tells us he was driven by the Spirit. It shows how strong was the leading of the Holy Spirit for him to come into the wilderness. And for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus fasted. And the Bible tells us that when he was in his weakest condition, that's when the devil came and the devil began to tempt him. It's called the great temptation in the wilderness. Why did the Holy Spirit lead Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil? What connection did this have with the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Because this immediately followed Jesus being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then suddenly he was thrust into a conflict with the devil. Why? That's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. My name is Rick Renner, and I want to thank you for letting me come right into your space today. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, a divine experience that is available to every believer, and it's really what changed my life. I'm here today talking to you because I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. This is a powerful encounter that changes everything. And if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, today is your day. And if you need someone to pray with you, call us. We would love to pray with you to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Not so long ago, a man called our ministry who was in his 80s. He said, oh, I've always wanted to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I don't know how. And we prayed with him. He was gloriously filled with the Holy Spirit. And that can happen to you or to anybody that wants to receive it right now. But today, we're going to jump right into our teaching on the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And we're going to see today that when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you supernaturally have the power to overcome evil. Now, today we're going to be seeing a lot of scripture. So reach for your Bible. I've got my Bible here and I've got my notes because today we're going to cover a lot of material. I want to really walk you through these verses so you will understand what comes to you when you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it's very interesting that when Jesus received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit immediately afterward led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Why? Why did the Holy Spirit lead him into the wilderness first? And why did the Holy Spirit lead him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil after he received the baptism in the Holy Spirit? And I'll tell you the answer right up front. Because when Jesus was in the wilderness fasting for 40 days, he ate nothing. He drank nothing for 40 days. When he was in his weakest, weakest physical state, that is when the devil came to tempt him. But because he had received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, even when he was in his weakest physical state, he had power to resist and power to overcome. It really was a point to prove what happens when you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit? If you have the baptism in the Holy Spirit, even in your weakest moment, you are stronger than all the forces of hell. 
That's what I'm going to show you in the Bible today. And we're going to begin in the book of Matthew, then we're going to go to Mark, then we're going to go to Luke. We've got a lot to cover. But we're going to begin in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. John the Baptist is at the River Jordan and he's preaching. And in his preaching, he says these words, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I. He's talking about Jesus. Whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, and notice how he describes Jesus. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. You see, Jesus is not just your Savior. He is the one who baptizes with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now, you don't have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to go to heaven. But isn't it interesting that in this verse, he doesn't introduce Jesus as the Savior. He introduces Jesus as the one who baptizes in the Holy Ghost and fire, which means Jesus wants to take you all the way to the end. He doesn't just want to get you saved and promise that you have heaven. He wants to give you the power you need. He wants to take you all the way into his power. He's the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. Well, what does that word baptize mean? Well, the word baptize in Greek is the word baptizo, and there's an interesting history to this word. The word baptizo originally meant to dip and die. In earlier usage, it described the process of dipping a cloth or garment into a vat of color to dye it, leaving it there long enough for the material to soak up the new color. And then when you pulled it out, the garment was permanently changed. It had an outwardly different appearance. And this word baptizo is also translated to baptize or to fully immerse. Now, why is all that important? Because John the Baptist was saying, when Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit, he dips you deep. In fact, you saturate the Holy Spirit. And when you come out, you're different. You look different. You think different. You're empowered. You're fully immersed. You're fully baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is not just a little touch that we receive. This is something we saturate. It totally transforms us. That's what the baptism in the Holy Spirit does for us. But then in Matthew 3, verse 13, the Bible tells us Jesus came to the river Jordan to be baptized by John. Listen to what it says. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to, to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water and lo... That word lo in Greek is the word idu. The word idu carries the idea of shock amazement, to be stunned. You could even translate it, wow, those who were there saw this event take place. It literally means, and wow, it's amazing. The heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And notice it does not say the Holy Spirit was a dove. It says the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. That word like doesn't mean like, it really means as a dove. It describes the gentle nature of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit came literally upon him. That word upon is a Greek word epi. It means the Holy Spirit came upon him, or the Holy Spirit rested upon Jesus. And in that moment, Jesus himself was baptized in the Holy Spirit. If Jesus needed this, I need it, and you need it too. Then in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1, we read this remarkable verse. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Well, first of all, the Bible says Jesus was led up. In Greek, this is the word anago. It means to lead, but specifically means to lead up, to go from a lower place to a higher place. 
Well, geographically, they were lower. When Jesus went into the wilderness, it was a higher place. But there's something else very important here. The Holy Spirit was taking Jesus spiritually into a higher realm. That higher realm was going to be discovered when he confronted the devil in the wilderness. And God wants to take you to a higher realm. That's where God wants to take you. And that's where the baptism in the Holy Spirit will take you. And the Bible says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness. This word wilderness is the Greek word Aramea, which describes a remote, isolated location in the middle of nowhere. It was a remote spot, a place that was out of the way, somewhere off the beaten track, an obscure site or an unfrequented location. Such places were often very difficult because they were distant. They could prove to be dangerous because there was little water and very little sustenance there. That is where the Holy Spirit led Jesus. And in fact, the Bible says he led, them, he led them him there to be tempted of the devil. Even the word of is important because the word of really describes an assault, to be assaulted by the devil. The word tempted is the Greek word parazo. The word parazo means to put to the test, to test in order to expose the quality of a substance a test that is designed to expose deficiencies or the trustworthiness of a person or an object. Well, think about it. Jesus had just received the power of God. He had just received the power of God. And now God was leading him into a place where he was going to be tested. But through the test, he wasn't going to be broken God's purpose is never to break anybody. God's purpose was to show Jesus how great was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What he was going to experience in the wilderness would reveal he had more authority, he had more power than the devil, even in a weak physical state, he had everything he needed to overcome evil. That is just amazing to me. And in Matthew chapter 4, verse 2, the Bible continues. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards hungry. That word hungry describes extreme hunger or someone that is absolutely famished. And when Jesus was in this weakened condition, that is when the devil came to test him. But Jesus, because he had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, had everything he needed to answer every temptation and to overcome every temptation, even when he had not eaten or drank anything for 40 days, he was physically famished, he was physically weak. Jesus was stronger than the devil because the baptism of the Holy Spirit was working inside him. That's what we find. Then when you come to the Gospel of Mark, Mark tells us almost the same identical story. Listen to what Mark says, beginning in Mark chapter 1 and verse 7. It says that John the Baptist was preaching, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to stoop down and unloose. Then in Mark chapter 1, verse 8, he says, I indeed have baptized you with water. That word baptized means to fully immerse. I have fully immersed you in water. But he, the one coming after me, he's referring to Jesus, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And I've got to cover this word baptize again because it is the same Greek word. It's used over and over and over in Matthew, Mark, and Luke to describe the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's not just a little touch of God. This word baptize is the Greek word baptizo, which again means to dip and die. It is total immersion. 
In the earliest usage, it described the process of dipping a cloth into a vat of color to dye it, to permanently change its look. So when you finally pulled the garment back out of the dye, the cloth was different, the color was different, everything about it was different. Permanently changed because it had been baptized, it had been fully immersed. That is the word which John the Baptist uses again in Mark chapter 1 and verse 8 when he says Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. This is not just a little tiny touch. This is full immersion. It is putting you under into the power of God, into the person of the Holy Spirit, soaking up his power, soaking up his personality so that by the time you're finished with this experience, you have been permanently changed and transformed. You've really been dunked into the power of God. That is exactly what this word baptize, the Greek word baptizo means. Then in Mark 1, 9, the Bible tells us next, And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. Chapter 1, verse 10. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened. You know what the Greek says? He saw the heavens ripped open. This was a very powerful moment as the Holy Spirit descended. And the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. The word like is the Greek word hos. It doesn't really mean like, but it means as a dove. It doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit came physically as a bird, but the Holy Spirit came like a dove. It describes the gentle nature of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says the Spirit descended upon him. That word upon is the Greek word epi, which means the Holy Spirit rested upon Jesus. And in this moment, Jesus received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And again, if he needed it, we need it too. So both Matthew and Mark tell of this experience in exactly the same way. But listen to what Mark says next in Mark 1.12. And immediately, the Greek word says, Iethus, without a break, without a pause, immediately, Immediately, the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. Well, that's different because Matthew says Jesus was led up of the Spirit. He was led of the Spirit. The Spirit was leading him from a low place to a higher place. He was taking Jesus into greater power, into greater authority. But this verse says the Spirit driveth him. And that word driveth is fascinating because it is the Greek word ekbalo, which means to hurl or to throw out. You could literally translate it, and the Spirit hurled him into the wilderness, or the Holy Spirit propelled him into the wilderness, or the Holy Spirit threw him into the wilderness without delay immediately is what verse 12 says. And the word wilderness is again the Greek word Aramea, a remote place, a place where there was little water, little sustenance, a place very difficult to exist because it's hot, it's arid, there's no food, there's no water. And in that place, Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And when Jesus was physically weak, that is when the devil came to tempt him. In fact, listen to what Mark 1.13 says. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan and was with the wild beasts. There's so much in that verse. You know, the Bible's wonderful. Every word in the Bible is so powerful. And in this particular verse, it says he was in the wilderness, the word Aramea, this remote place, a place that is so obscure, a place where there's no water, no food, really a very dangerous place. 
And the Bible says that while he was there, he was tempted of Satan. That word tempted is again the Greek word pirazo, which means to test an object or to test a person to see what is their real quality, to test them, to see what is their trustworthiness. The devil knew that Jesus had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the devil came to try him or to test him to see if he could be broken. Let's see if you're really as strong as you think you are. And by the way, that's what the devil does to you. When you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit or when you stand on a scripture, the devil comes to test you to see if you're going to stay with what you believe or if he can get you to budge. And if you look at the temptation that Jesus faced in the wilderness, the devil was trying to get Jesus to back off and Jesus would not budge. Why? First of all, he knew who he was. And secondly, he had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And even in a weakened condition, it gave him the strength to withstand and overcome the devil, and that's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit does for me and for you. And the Bible says he was tempted of, the, of Satan. This word Satan in Hebrew and in Greek is the word Satana. It describes the adversary or the accuser. And in Mark 1.13, it also says Jesus was with the wild beasts. I don't know if you'd want to be out in the wilderness with wild beasts. This word wild beasts is from the Greek word therion. It describes wild beasts, dangerous animals, or vicious killers. That's where Jesus was for 40 days and 40 nights in a very weakened condition, but he was not defeated by the animals. He was not defeated by his circumstances or lack of food or lack of water or the arid conditions or by the devil because he had received power to overcome. That was proven to him when he was in this temptation. Then when you come to Luke, we find that Luke tells almost the same story. And in Luke chapter 3, verse 16, John is preaching and listen to what the Bible says. John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall, here it is again, baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. That word baptize, again, the Greek word baptizo, it means he's going to dunk you in the power of God. He's going to immerse you in the power of God. He's going to baptize you in the power of God. You're going to be dipped in so deep that you're going to saturate all the power of God, just like a garment that has been dipped into a vat of dye. And when you pull it out of the vat of dye, it's a different color. It doesn't look the same. That's what happens when you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It really transforms you. It changes you in your own eyes, even in the eyes of others. And the Bible says in chapter 3, verse 21, now when all the people were being baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized and praying the heaven was opened. Verse 22, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. Again, the word like is the word called hos. A better translation would be as a dove. It describes the gentle nature of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon him. Upon is from the Greek word epi, which means the Holy Spirit literally lighted upon him. Jesus was empowered. He was endued. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And listen to what chapter 4 and verse 1 says. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. That's what happens to you when you receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. You become full. Well, what does that word full mean? It's the Greek word pleris, which means full, complete, lacking nothing. When Jesus received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, he was full. He was complete. He lacked nothing. He had everything he needed for his ministry. He had everything he needed for victory. 
And now he was going to find out in the wilderness just how powerful was that supply that he had received. This test was going to show him that even in his weakest state, he was stronger than all the forces of hell. He was full. He was complete. He lacked nothing. The devil was going to come to see if he could break him. And the devil would find out Jesus was not breakable because he had received this supernatural experience. And the Bible says he was led of the Spirit. By the way, when the Bible says led by the Spirit or of the Spirit, it is the Greek word in, which means in the control of the Holy Spirit, in the sphere of the Spirit, being dominated by the Spirit. Jesus was now led into the wilderness. This word wilderness, again, the Greek word eremia. It describes a very remote, desolate place. And in chapter 4, verse 2, the Bible says, being tempted of the devil 40 days. That word tempted, again, the Greek word pirazo, the devil came to tempt him. And in fact, the word devil, the Greek word diabolos, describes an onslaught, a persistent onslaught. We know by reading the story in the three Gospels, the devil came and tempted him and tempted him and tempted him, trying to break him, trying to crush him, trying to get him to move off of who he was. But Jesus could not be broken because he knew who he was and because he had received a power greater than the opposition. And the Bible says in verse 2, And in those days he did eat nothing. The word nothing in Greek is the word udin. It's emphatic. It means absolutely nothing. Not one parcel of food came into his mouth. And when they were in, did he afterward hungered. This word hunger describes extreme hunger or he was famished. Jesus was physically in a weak place. But listen to verse 14. He resisted the devil. He resisted every temptation. And in verse 14, the Bible says, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. He came out of that temptation in power. And the word power is the Greek word dunamis. It describes power, explosive power, superhuman power, power that comes with enormous energy and produces phenomenal, extraordinary, and unparalleled results. This word depicts mighty deeds that are impressive, incomparable, and beyond human ability to perform miraculous power or miraculous manifestations. Jesus came out of the wilderness in power. Well, he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when he was in the Jordan River being baptized by John. The Holy Spirit came upon him. And we know from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4 and verse 1, he was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness. Again, that word led up means to go from a low place to a high place. God wasn't leading him into defeat. God was leading him into a revelation of how much power he had received. And when that time in the wilderness was finished, Jesus returned in dunamis. By the way, that word dunamis also describes the power of an advancing army. It was like a full army of power had been released in Jesus. And through Jesus, God's power was marching forward into the region. Even in his weakest moment, he could not be defeated. And neither can you if you have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The baptism in the Holy Spirit gives you the power to overcome evil. That's why you need it. We're out of time, but I'll be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you. The Holy Spirit was sent to empower and comfort believers. But do you really know Him? Have you really experienced Him? When you experience the Holy Spirit, you receive power from on high that will radically change your life. In Rick Renner's teaching series, The Baptism in the Holy Spirit, 
Rick answers the hard questions about this often misunderstood figure of the Trinity and the power he gives to every believer. In this series, Rick covers topics like speaking in other tongues, moving in the supernatural, and the power of change. When you call or go online right now to order, this foundational series will reveal the power and person of the Holy Spirit in a practical way that will affect every aspect of your life. Available in digital or physical formats starting at just $10. When you call or go online today, you can also get the companion book, The Holy Spirit and You. In this book, you'll meet and know the Holy Spirit in a personal and powerful way. Truly knowing Him allows you to work together to fulfill your calling, live in peace, and experience joy. Together, the Holy Spirit and you will accomplish God's purpose for you on the earth. Available for just $15 when you call or go online today. Order both of these powerful resources today to discover the power of the Holy Spirit. The sermon series, The Baptism in the Holy Spirit, and the book, The Holy Spirit and You. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Friends, this is Rick Renner. Now, right now, I'm in the interior of the Moscow Good News Church. It is quite an amazing place. When you walk through this building, it's so beautiful and it testifies to the grace of God and the provision of God and the giving of our church and of our partners. We built this facility debt-free, and because of that, the Moscow Church has never had the burden of monthly payments. All of our funds have been released to do the work of the gospel. And now we need to do that in Tulsa, and I call this Phase 3. And I'm asking you today to pray about joining us as part of the giving team for Phase 3, which is paying off the Tulsa facility. And the reason we want to pay it off is because then it will release funds for us to take the teaching of the Bible to the ends of the earth. And dear friend, right now, the Bible is so needed. And I know that that's my heart and that is your heart. And together, we can take the Bible to the ends of the earth. So please pray about joining us for phase three to finish paying off the Tulsa building. And I want to say thank you in advance. What a joy to talk to you about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's an experience that transformed my life. Maybe it transformed your life. You need to tell somebody else about what this did in your life. Maybe they need to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. If you don't have it, contact us. We'll pray for you and you will receive the power of God as Jesus literally immerses you in divine power that totally changes everything about your life. And when you have the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you have power to overcome evil. Even if you feel weak, you are stronger than the enemy when you have the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We saw that today in our teaching. When Jesus was in the wilderness in his weakest physical condition, he was still stronger than all the forces of hell because he had received power from on high. It's the same power he offers me and he offers you. It's yours right now for the asking. Wow. By the way, I'm offering you my series called The Baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's five parts. comes with a great study guide. And my book, which is called The Holy Spirit and You, Working Together as Heaven's Dynamic Duel. But I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit and that you did not lead us to deal with life by ourselves. You've given us the power that we need. And I speak the release of that power to you right now in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Wow, thanks for being with me today. It's been great. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. 
Where the word of a king is, there's power. It's true. Let God's word work in your life today and it will release its power. And I'll see you in the next program where I'm going to talk to you about power to minister to other people. It's going to be great. See you then.